Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Our notice to them is simply, uh, again, our attempt to uh, to help taxpayers is to let them know uh, that criminal elements have a reasonable amount of personal data on them, and they should, in fact, uh, uh, be aware of that. And that is where we start tonight. Another, would you believe that, another IRS scandal has hit Washington, has hit America, and now is hitting our taxpayers here in the, the United States. That was... John Koskinen, the IRS, you know, the uh, IRS chief. There's been about 12 of them in the last few months, years, as obviously under Obama, a lot has happened with the IRS, whether it was targeting conservatives and now this and now an even bigger problem. You know, we are in the 21st century and they've tried with new computer filters and they've tried to eliminate as much fraud. I mean, back in 2013, there was $5.8 billion in fraud refunds. But today, out of 200,000 attempts, half of them have been leaked out. Half of them of the taxpayer information, taxpayers' information has been hacked. And I know I'm coming in hot right now, way hot. Because the bottom line is, the bottom line is this. We are supposed to trust the IRS with not only our information, but our taxes, our taxpayer money, which, by the way, there's a, there's a lot of taxpayer money talk tonight. We're going to get into it all. Clinton Foundation, um, I would say Hillary Clinton could be the Oprah of politics. We'll talk about that as well. But to start it off here, where the breaking news that 100,000 taxpayers information got hacked through the program get transcript and while they say you know three uh, three million suspicious were t- returns were halted when these new computer filters were put in still as Costin said these guys whoever did it they're not amateurs they are professional hackers and they now have information for a hundred thousand hundred thousand taxpayers and so not only is this news, it's the question of, should we be able to trust the IRS? Obviously, uh, Congress tonight is very upset. Orrin Hatch said it's unacceptable, and I agree with that, because we're, we're relying on these people to take our hard-earned taxpayer money and keep it safe. And our social security information, our addresses, our names, our identity. 
it lies in the hands of the IRS probably more so than anybody else in the nation. Because obviously, if you don't pay your taxes, you go to jail. So the big question will be for 2016, I think this does impact the race. Because obviously Mike Huckabee wants to get rid of the IRS. Not many others have even commented on the IRS. But it could be a big question of whoever gets elected. And most likely it could be Hillary Clinton. But again, we we don't know what's going to happen. 2016 is still a long shot away. Things could happen. More news could be exposed about the Clinton Foundation and what exactly its dealings have been. We'll get into a bit of that today. Uh, It came out earlier today exactly what's gone on or what went on under the Clinton-led State Department. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about what's going on in this city. Uh, Not only is Mayor de Blasio denying Bill Bratton the opportunity to have a hundred thousand more, sorry, not a hundred thousand, a thousand more cops on the street to keep us safe. Now, now he's saying, well, whoever got hired to, to fight on New York's finest and New York's bravest, by the way, the firefighters, well, we're, we're not going to give them the benefits that guys who have been on there for years have had. And, and the question is, how is that possible? The guy is all about equality, but now it's sort of making it unequal in the fire department and the NYPD, two places that need it the most because obviously... They're the guys that are keeping us safe. They're the guys that are fighting the fires. And de Blasio turns their back on them again. Then a little interesting story by my neighborhood, my old neighborhood, uh, Tudor City. Um, A a new trend is going on with the co-ops, with the co-op board, uh, the Woodstock Apartments is what it's called, about interviewing a child underage of potential buyers of the apartment space. We'll get into that, but I do want to still lead off with this one because the IRS, again, we trust them all, and and now another scandal under the Obama administration, and not only that, it's just another scandal for a group that demands people pay their taxes, a group that does target conservatives, a group that seems to just be you know, all, all over the place, and they'll do investigation after investigation on them. Nothing's really been happening except some heads have rolled in the last couple of years. But now, now you're dealing with people's lives. That's why it's such a big deal. When you deal with technology and technological flaws, I mean, the targeting thing is just, um, you know, unbiased or biased, or it's an issue of ethics, really. You know, you're not going to target one group, but you're going to target another group. Well, this is now going into people's lives. This is now going into identity theft. And for the top tier, supposedly Eternal Revenue Service, to just let this go and just have this happen when you would think there would be tech guys and more tech guys in this technological age uh, preventing it from happening, not the case. Not the case at all. So that's where we start off with. And again, why is it a big deal? Well, A, our lives are compromised now because some hackers maybe from here, from, you know, they're saying it's organized crime online, which I don't doubt at all. But our lives, and 100,000 of them, if you were at the program Get Transcript, 
hundred thousand of them have been taken. A hundred thousand identities have been taken. And that's a very, 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 very scary thought. And I'm going to le- read you a little more of what, what's been going on here. As I said, you know, it, it, it's... This is an amateur. This is professional stuff, as, as Koskinen said earlier today on a conference call addressing the issue. And, you know, what, what's going on now as an alternative is those who need to get transcripts for whether it be mortgages or whatever they need, well, now it's going to be by mail. Taxpayers sometimes need copies of old tax returns to apply for mortgages or college aid. The system is now shut down, but taxpayers can still apply for transcripts by snail mail. So if you have Get Transcript and you are one of the 100,000 taxpayers who under the scandal-ridden, that, that's what there are now, the scandal-ridden IRS, well, you better get your you know, your, your files in check, your receipts, your whatever, to keep your identity yours. Because obviously the IRS isn't going to do it for you. So again, this is a big issue because we are trusting them every April 15th or extensions if you need them. And now it's such a big deal that I think it might be a 2016 topic. Now, of course, maybe not on the Democrat side, but definitely on the Republican side because, again, they're not happy Uh, They are Republican-led Congress, and they're not happy that our hard-earned money that goes to the tax service, the IRS, is just dropping the ball on this one. They're dropping the ball on this one. And we'll see if, on the Republican side, 2016 is going to make IRS, among many other things, a big deal. Now, the other thing in the news today... Now, that Republicans will like is that Obama's amnesty plan was shut down by the appeals court. And obviously that's going to be further developments, but a big, big deal if you're an American citizen that those who are not here legally, well, according to the appeals court, uh, cannot get amnesty at the moment. So some big news tonight, obviously natural disaster wise, read today, 600 I think it was 600 people have passed away in India due to a heat wave. I mean, that, that area is just getting hit hard with Nepal and India. And now this heat wave. And, of course, in Austin, Texas, major flooding. And so it's just uh, that this country is pretty much a jungle right now. But I want you, you know, again, we can't really take phone calls, unfortunately. But I do want you to leave a comment. Do you think that the IRS scandal is enough? to be an issue, the, the way that they're handling this, a hundred thousand, or, or the way that this happened, a hundred thousand people, U.S. citizens who pay their taxes, now have their information compromised. Do you blame the IRS or do you blame their tech guys or who do you put the blame on? I mean, obviously it's the IRS, but do you think it's going to be enough of an issue to make it an issue for 2016 on the left and the right. So that's where we lead off tonight. And I want to keep going because someone who used to be our state department, you know, secretary of state. Well, she's been doing this. We I can't stop myself from remembering when you call me up to say 
You needed help. Your voice was trembling. Your folks had gone away. You asked me to bring you some medicine for the fever in your head. When I arrived with your aspirin, every word you said was to get me in your bed. So wheeling and dealing, wheeling and dealing, right? Pat Lewis, by the way, a classic there, part of the Motown era, I guess. So the Clinton-led State Department, it came out today, authorized 151 billion dollars of separate Pentagon-brokered deals, deals for 16 of the countries that donated to the foundation. Ah, there was a catch to all those donations. Oh, by the way, can you? Fork over something? You know, maybe some military exports? And these sales were part of a broad increase in the American military exports. So it's been confirmed today that all of these deals, all of these emails, everything, American defense contractors who donated to the Clinton Foundation while Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State, you know, they, they, they were listed as contractors in $163 billion worth of Pentagon-negotiated deals. So it, it's no wonder why she didn't use that second email then. Because she was trying to hide that these arms sales were going on under her watch as Secretary of State. And, you know, you could actually make a bit of it. It's, it's so funny now. You can make a bit of it because, you know, she's sort of saying, Hey, you get a weapon. You get a weapon. Everybody gets a weapon. Sort of like this one. A very famous television personality did this. That's right. She is the Oprah of United States politics because just like Oprah giving out cars, well, Secretary of State, then Secretary of State Clinton. Gave everybody arms, which I guess is not a surprise, but it's again, she wants to be president, and yet she hid pretty much all of this, and, you know, I, I wonder what they gave Stephanopoulos. Maybe they gave him a golden microphone. I don't know. Obviously, he gave a lot of money, you know, over, what, $75,000 in donations. Oh, by the way, he's supposed to be an anchor for our media, but he's a cheerleader for the Clinton Foundation. That's pretty much what's going on with that. And so, yeah, I, w- I wonder if, if, if they're giving all these guys, all these countries arms deals and, you know, here you go, just give us some money and, hey, you know, you can take whatever you want. I'm sure George Stephanopoulos might have gotten a golden microphone uh, because he is apparently still the Clinton's golden boy, it seems like, right? Going after Clinton cash Author Schweitzer on the ABC This Week, lead anchor, big deal, goes after the guy. Now we know why. Because he hid the fact that he donated that much money to the Clinton Foundation. And so my question again, 2016, taking all these turns as far as Democrats go. By the way, uh, looks like George Pataki is getting in the race On Thursday, he's going to make an announcement that the former governor of this state of New York will be running, running on the, I believe, GOP side for president. Rick Santorum is going to make an announcement as well on the right. And on the left later, it'll be Martin O'Malley, 
you know, crickets for that, I guess, because O'Malley's not really that liked. He's sort of just like, you know, they got to push somebody up there. Will de Blasio do something on the left? On the very, 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 very left? We'll see. We'll see what comes out of that. But again, she was trying to just play it off as, you know, I should have used two emails. I should have done this, that, and the other. You know, State Department. It, it, it wasn't necessary to have two emails. But obviously, things have unra- unraveled very quickly here. And just like Oprah, one Hillary Clinton gave out many deals to many different, uh, I would not say allies of this country. And so, uh, surprise, surprise, 2016 race is already off and running, and we're not even in 2016. We're not even in 2016. Now, a guy that may be running in 2016, although he says he wants to be mayor of this great city of New York. Well, you know, before he got in, it was even better, I think. But under this this mayor who says 2017 he will run for re-election. But right now, we're living in New York City, or as I like to call it, well, I'll let Guns N' Roses do the talking. City. Is this not becoming a jungle? Is this not becoming a free-for-all of a city where, you know, we'll probably see the squeegee men this summer. We'll probably see these guys who were doing things in the 80s like Three Car Monty. We'll probably see these things, especially if the broken windows policies are done. These low-level crimes are not even at. We'll probably just see more and more deterioration of the city, which is sad because Giuliani fixed it up so well. And then, you know, Bloomberg, his third term was a little off the hook, I'll admit, but he still had, you know, he was one of the, we had a healthy city under him. Uh, study show. We had a very healthy city under him. We had a, a pretty safe city under Bloomberg as well. But now, at a time when I think our police officers and our FDNY Firefighters should be rewarded for being there to protect us day in and day out, whether it be from crime or whether it be for fires. Well, apparently, this according to Peter Abadi, Assemblyman, and he talked to the Daily News about this. Well, now de Blasio does not really want to approve a formal request to take up a pension bill which would give personnel for New York City, whether it be cops or firefighters, or I think EMS as well, possibly, after 2009, the same disability pension, which is 75% of their annual salary, that cops and firefighters had before then. Now, aren't they doing the same job? Aren't they still keeping it safe no matter what year they were hired? No matter what year they graduated the class, aren't they still protecting us day in and day out? Fighting those fires, just like those before 2009. And you know what's funny, Mayor de Blasio? You actually talked about how you want an income inequality. Income equality. He, you thought you were, you thought the city was income inequality. That we were unequal. 
Well, just look right at your, your, the people that are working to protect the city. There's inequality there, clearly. Because if the guys are not getting the same as the guy, guys after 2009 are not getting the same pension that those who got it before 2009 got, i.e., I think it's now 50%. If I'm not mistaken, right, 50%. He wants to make it 75%. But if he's not, if these firefighters and cops are not getting, after 2009, are not getting the same as the ones that were hired before 2009, does that seem like inequality to you? It does to me because they're trying to protect us day in and day out. So why don't you give them that extra benefit? Because now not only are saying, well, we don't want more cops on the street, not as, not as these protests continue to build almost all over the country. No, no, we don't, we don't want that many officers protecting the peace, even though you just praise them pretty much for saying how great of a job they did at the protests. But before you did that, you said how bad they were. Oh, no. No, 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 no. No, no, not at all. Now it's, we don't want more cops on the street to keep us safe. And we don't want to reward those who, after 2009, were hired to protect the city and to fight the fires. That's income, income inequality to me. When a group that was hired before 2009 is getting 75%, and, and after 2009, a measure implemented by Governor David Patterson, so basically what our body wants is, is Patterson's measure overturned and giving pretty much putting it back to 75%, which would seem very equal. Which would seem very equal to the firefighters and the cops who continue to give their lives day in and day out to keep the city safe. You know, these protests are getting pretty pretty bad all over the place. And in the city, you know why they haven't been that bad? Because the cops have been doing their job. The cops have been making sure the peace is good, that they are peaceful protests. We're not giving them space to destroy like Baltimore had and did. Here in New York, we're letting them protest. Okay, voice your displeasure. But we're not letting them continually wreck the place. That's on the cops for, letting, for not letting that happen. That's a great job by the cops for not letting that happen. That is a, a very good job. And, and the firefighters, you know, uh, do I think a guy like Mr. Michael D. Johnson, or as they like to call him, at Engine Company 257 in Canarsie, a firefighter who basically sits there and does nothing as his co-workers, as his fellow firefighters go out there and fight the fire, he does nothing? He doesn't deserve the pension. No, no, no. Because he's doing nothing. But all the others who are doing something, who are giving their lives, day in and day out to protect the city and to fight the fires, they're the ones that deserve a little something, a, a little back to the way it was before 2009. Mayor, you're, you're going around the country talking about minimum wage and this and the other, and income inequality. Look right where the people who are fighting to keep the city safe, they're not getting income equality. They're really not. If one's making 50% after 2009 and one's making 75% in, in before 2009 for doing the job, the same job, how is that equal? It's not. So I agree with the body that they should go ahead and make this 
equal pay. That they should go ahead and make it 75% again. And of course, de Blasio says it's too costly, noting it would mean an extra $342.1 million over five years. He's had a more modest plan, maybe a little more than 50% for newer cops and firefighters. But it's funny because this is one of nearly four dozen <clears throat> excuse me, bills before the legislature that would boost pension benefits for municipal workers in the city and around the state, according to E.J. McMahon of the Empire City for Public Policy. Now, we are taxpayers. We are city taxpayers. And it would increase the cost to us by $500 million, but over five years. So $100 million a year. But maybe that would be beneficial because it would be keeping us safe. It would keep these guys motivated to keep working, to keep joining the force. If you lessen it to say, oh, well, you know, you're not going to get what those guys who joined before 2009 are, even though you're all pretty much doing the same thing and, and protecting the city. I mean, maybe that, that would drive people away from joining the force and joining the fire department, FDNY. But if you put it back to 75% and everybody is doing what they need to to keep the city safe at the same rate, well, maybe that would work out as well. Now, do I believe in competition? Absolutely. But when he goes, it's the principle. When you go around talking about how income inequality is affecting, you know, middle class, okay. But when you're not looking within your department and seeing the inequality there of guys who, you know, yeah, they've been doing it for years, but what about the new guys? They will never earn that, I don't think. If they're stuck at 50%, they may never move up to 75% at the moment. But if you bring it all back, maybe they'll want to join the force again and keep the city the great city it is. So there's a little bit of a headache there for de Blasio. And there's another headache to Mayor Bill de Blasio and Attorney General Eric Schneiderman. You know, I lived on East 44th Street and 2nd Avenue for so many years, about 12 to be exact. And uh, we used to go around Tudor City, 42nd Street, 43rd. And, you know, I didn't realize uh, that there were co-op boards because I was too young. But now I'm reading that Mayor de Blasio and Attorney General Eric Schneiderman will now have to li will listen to a complaint by Joyce Kaysen, who's 53, by the way. And this according to DNA Info, New York. In which the co-op board interview for the Woodstock Apartments on East 42nd Street told her that if they want the place, they would have to bring their minor, underage child, to do an interview with them. Now, I talked with a few people about this, and they feel like, oh, yeah, you know what, it's, it's a bad idea. But maybe if you look at a story of a woman who couldn't handle a kid at three years old, uh, the kid was three years old, being swung on a swing and and dead, I remind you. Now, the grandmother said the daughter had mental illness. Her, her daughter had mental illness with the kid or, or couldn't handle the kid. But if you look at stories like that and you look at other domestic 
things where kids are not. Uh, look at an 11 year old was shot by his father for revenge by a BB gun. That's insane. That is insanity. So maybe they're on the right track with this, though. To say, you know what? Maybe we should interview the kid. Now, depending how old the kid is, someone told me maybe they'll coach, the parents will coach him what to say, which is true. Or maybe they'll let him talk. But maybe the idea of the co-op board is to say, hey, we want to hear from your kid how you guys are doing with him. How you're treating him. Because we see it all over the news. There's child neglect, there's child abuse all over the place. We want to just make sure that you guys are doing great because if something happens in our apartment, we don't want that responsibility. We don't want to be the ones that ink a deal with you if you're going to go crazy on your kid for no reason. And to continue with the complaint, this was August 30th of last year. To continue with the complaint, they're talking about discrimination. You know, it's almost like having a pet. Some apartments don't let you have a pet. Some apartments do let you have a pet. And some people don't do nice things to pet to pets either. But now when it comes to a human, another human, and the kid has to ace an interview, and then again, you know, how many things are you going to throw at a kid? Now he's got to worry about if his parents wants to move into, his or her parents want to move into an apartment, well, not only do you have to deal with national testing with Common Core, but now you have to deal with the fact that you have to be interviewed to see if your parents are fit to have you as a kid and to see if they're fit to live in the apartment. So yeah, it puts pressure on the kid. And yeah, it might violate the city's human rights law, which, by the way, makes it illegal to reject a purchaser for having a kid. But maybe in 2015 which I, I, I believe, and in 2015, an age where anything's happening, everything's happening, this world is going crazy, maybe it's time to let the kids speak for themselves. Maybe it's time to let them say, hey, you know what? Or, or, or the co-op board say, hey, you know what? We have to make sure that they're not going to be a liability to us. Maybe... We have to make sure that the kid is safe with these people. I mean, I was left alone for a long period of time at home, but I'm okay today. But it's that type of thing where in 2015, anything can happen. I mean, anything can happen anytime. But we're seeing more and more stories of it. And I think that freaks out the co-op board. So I could see where it is, but I want your opinion. Do you think that in 2015, a kid should be interviewed for their parents to buy an apartment and for the co-op board to go against the human rights law of New York City? Or should it just stick with the law and not even ask the kid how the parents are doing with him or her? Well, we'll see what happens with that. I'm sure it's going to be a very, very, very big, uh, you know, a good story to follow up on and see where the complaint goes. Obviously, de Blasio and Schneiderman may not have time for it, but it seems like Eric Schneiderman, in his re-elected term, is hitting everybody, and everybody hard, about the do's and don'ts of this state and city of New York. Now, it's funny, I don't really have a transition into sports, but we're going to go there now. Uh, the Rangers right now, I believe... 
as I check my handy-dandy scoreboard. I think they're tied at one, if I'm not mistaken. Let me take a look here. But it is game six in Tampa Bay. There were nobody. There was nobody. I mean, nobody in Tampa at the Rays game because everybody's focused on the Lightning, who, by the way, are a stronger team now, who, by the way, are having a heck of a ride here. And it's 2-1 to one at the end of the first for the Rangers. Broussard and... Broussard and Miller with the goals for the Rangers and Ryan Callahan for the Lightning. By the way, a former Ranger. So yeah, game six. It got through Buckner. It has to get by Bishop tonight to get to game seven, which it seems like a very comfortable place for the Rangers to be. Game seven. Game seven. But got to go two more periods. 40 more minutes here to see what happens with the Rangers and the Lightning, the Eastern Conference Finals. On the diamond, the Yankees looked very impressive yesterday, and they're looking impressive tonight, too. 5-1 to one against Kansas City, winning it uh, in the Bronx in the bottom of the 7th. And meanwhile, in Flushing, how about that on Memorial Day? And I hope you guys had a very special and observant Memorial Day, honoring those who have given our li their lives for our freedoms day in and day out, year in and year out. Hope you guys took time to honor them, whether it be a parade or a Memorial Day ceremony or a service. Hope you guys took a chance to thank a veteran as well. But the Mets and Phillies on Memorial Day, both playing at home, both winning at home. And now tonight, both at home again. Mets winning 3-0 against the Phillies. And they are, you know, I'll tell you, the Yanks are a half a game behind Tampa Bay. And uh, KC is not a pushover. They're 28-16, so the Yanks are handling a team that's in first place right now. And you know, they always say Memorial Day is a very good idea of where they're going to be at the end of the year. I mean, come on. I kind of believe that, but I also believe that anything, anything could happen. And the Mets, they're right up there, two and a half out of the East against the Nationals, who tonight are playing the Cubs. So there's your sports update. There's your news of the day. And I'm Alexander Garrett signing off from the Spreaker Studios. This has been another edition of Covering the Bases.